0: Thanks for listening to this teaching from City of Life Church. Check out www.col.tv for more great teachings, service times, and information on upcoming events. Now, let's join the service already in progress. All right, So where are the married folk? Wait a minute, where's the married folk? Where's the married folk? I didn't say if you're happily or or mad. I just said if you're married, all right? just. Okay, that's good. Good. Uh, Where Where are the Where where are the engaged people? Are there anybody engaged? Like you're on the way. Okay. All right. right. Got some engaged folks in there. Oh, they're
1: smiling. That's good.
0: How how many of you like? like, We're dating. We're were the dating folk. You got some dating folk. Okay. uh, All
1: right. All right. All right. right. You can leave. You can just make that shift by the weekend. You know what I'm saying?
0: Where Where are the? You're welcome. Where are the satisfied, successful singles in the place? Where are the satisfied? Okay. I like that it's good to have you guys. Where are the thirsty, the desperate ones? Where are you? I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm just playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, because <laughs> I can relate. I was that way. I'm just, I'm just, saying. So I heard about this man that went to a cemetery, and uh, when, when he got there, he was he was attending someone else's like graveside service, and and while he was there, he sees this guy over kneeling down in front of a tombstone. And he's just crying and weeping and wailing, and man, the man was moved with so much compassion. He went over to talk to the guys that man I'm, I'm so sorry I, i'm so sorry that you know obviously you're hurting uh, what was was this your wife that, that passed away and the man caught his breath and he bleeding, said no it wasn't my wife it was my wife's first husband that passed away <laughs> never mind you'll get that later she, it, it's <laughs> I, I don't know what the case may be uh, tonight if uh but but i'm just saying
1: sorry. i'm so that's gl- my people it took a minute no, to it, it's
0: okay it's in translation gotcha. it's okay it's okay, it's okay. I'm just, I'm just glad, as your pastor said, and I want to put an exclamation point behind it. Cindy and I have been through things in our marriage. We're celebrating 25 years in May this year, so Yay. we're very excited. Yeah. And we have the product of that marriage. is right here. Caleb, would you please stand up? That's our, that's our gringo reacon. I'm the gringo. She's the reacon. That's the gringo Rican. That's how that happened right there. And, and
1: then, Hello. We got, I got me a daughter. Yes, I did stand up, Elizabeth. She's my favorite. That's right. Yes. She married the Gringo Rican this past October. So, yes.
0: So, regardless of where the relationship is, it's good, it's bad, it's evolving, it's in process, it's healing. You just went through a hurt. I'm glad that God's word addresses all of it. Yeah. Aren't you glad? God's Word, the Bible, is the greatest relationship manual in the entire world. That's right. Sometimes we're running to the doctors here and Dr. Oz and we want to talk to Dr. Phil and a little bit of Oprah on the side and all that, and that. Okay, that's all good, but I'm just telling you at the end of the day, the B-I-B-L-E will still fix and direct your heart, your life, and that's what we've got to look at. To really draw from and know where we're going. Cindy and I, uh, our story basically is this. We went to college together. Uh, we were at Lee University. We dated for, we, we were best friends for six years.
1: Because he got engaged to somebody else. Yeah, well, and she know. did
0: too. She did too. And so we were best friends for six years. And then we started dating. And then we broke up. And then she begged me. And I married her. And that's just kind of how the whole thing, that, that's my lies, story. That's how, how it went around.
1: Lies. They know. Go
0: ahead. But here's, here's what I want to talk to you. The reason we're here tonight is because we need more than Jesus in our lives. Right. We need each other. Right. God made Adam and looked at Adam and said, it's not good that you're alone. Right. This is not good. He had the presence of God walking with him. Mm-hmm. And he said, but your loneliness is not good. In fact, it's very interesting the first thing that God said is not good in the Bible was not sin. It was man's loneliness. You need companionship. It's holy. It's from me. I have a plan. And when I do the hookup, it's going to be good. I mean, you know, when God directs the relationship, it is a good thing. It's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good look, look, it's a good thing. Thank you, Jesus. Testify. I, God, I am. I am. I just, God will put it together, and it's good. But we have to do it his way to get his results. And that's what we're kind of leaning into here. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. I'll give you this so you know that this is spiritual tonight. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. Listen to what this verse says. The Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Here's what I want you to understand. The Bible's interesting. I'll make a helper suitable for him. The word helper in the Hebrew... It literally means someone I'm going to put with you who will see opposite of you.
1: Right, right.
0: Someone who will intentionally see what you don't see, and it's going to irritate the fire out of you sometimes. (laughs) Can we talk up in this place tonight? It'll irritate you. But let let me me show you how this works. Look this way. When I'm looking at her and she's looking at me, my view is a lot better than hers right now, but when I'm looking at her and she's looking at me, I'm looking opposite of her. She's looking opposite of me. That means I don't have to look behind me because she's already looking behind me. And I see blind spots behind her that she never saw coming. God gave me this woman to show me things in my life that I can't see on my own.
1: Right, right, right. So
0: I can't get angry when she points out something that I didn't see. I'm not supposed to see it. God gave me her for me to humble myself and listen to this woman and receive. Now, I'm loving that because I'm in church right now too, but I promise you by Tuesday it's going to get on my nerves again.
1: And because if, it's our nature, right? And if I can say, ladies, as, as we walk in that purpose <laughs> of seeing opposites and communicating, we also have to use wisdom. Because to see opposite is not to be contagion, to be opposing. I'm not to be opposing. I'm to, be, I'm to guard that that God has given yeah. me. I'm, to, I'm supposed to warn him of what's behind him. Yeah. So we do that in love with wisdom. Timing is everything. The words that we choose are so important. Yeah. So as we walk in that purpose that God has given us as a helpmate, yeah. let's use wisdom and operate in love.
0: Absolutely. It's so good. You see, the quality of your relationships will determine the quality of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Quality of relationships determines the quality of your life. You can love Jesus, but have a tore up home and be living like hell. Yeah. Yeah. I love Jesus. That's good. But, but I don't want some heaven when I get there. I want some heaven right here, right now. And that's what God's word leads us into. So your friendships need to be quality. Yeah. De- can, I, can I give everyone permission tonight? You officially had the permission To re qualify the relationships in your life tonight. Yes,
1: this is a good month to do that. Just
0: because someone entered your life in one season as a friend, if they're not still qualifying, investing, blessing, pushing you towards Christ, I might need to re evaluate this thing in my life right now because the voices in your life determine the choices in your life. Voices determine choices. How many of folks can give you an idea that you weren't thinking about and it's not always a good one? I gotta have folks to push me. To... So, so we gotta get these right relationships in our life, with our children, yeah. with with who we're dating, people that we're working beside. It, it's in all areas of our life, but we've got to make sure these things are strong because outside of healthy relationships, life just doesn't work well. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. Heard of a lady who? She said uh, uh, she was asked, "Why do you want to divorce your husband? What well, what what's the problem with your man?" She goes, "Well, when I got married." I was looking for the ideal. What I actually married was an ordeal. Now I want a new deal. <laughs> now, I, I don't recommend that. But I'm here to tell you right now, even the best relationships are going to take some work, right? Yes.
1: Yes.
0: It's going to take some work. And that's kind of what we want to lean into tonight because the re- relationships are the only thing God did not give us. He's provided everything you need love peace forgiveness healing joy strength he said all that is yours but i want you now to love your neighbor as yourself i want you to submit to your wives wives submit to your husbands ouch anybody else ever try to tear certain scriptures out of your bible like i have just i don't like that one can we just get it the only thing god did not give us is relationship because that requires my humility It requires me to humble myself and it requires me to work and sacrifice, be inconvenienced and invest and learn the importance of receiving from another person in my life. We have to, we have to work these, quality relationships are not by accident. It's not just a marriage made in heaven. No, it's made on earth. It's directed by heaven, but it's made on earth and we've got our part to play in it. Amen. Amen.
1: Yes. And this is why um, <laughs> nights like this, this four nights, as if you were not here last week, you can watch it. You can watch it on Facebook because I know I did. And, and I'm so glad that you're here, but for the next two weeks to come, because relationships, that's an ongoing thing. Don't wait so until you need a relationship then to pull because then you put weight on something that is not ready for. Have you ever gone to the gym? I went one time, a long time ago. Hey, don't judge. You see my son? I created that. I don't got to work out. I did that. Hello. I'm done. But the one time I went to the gym, I just thought I want to do the big ones. I don't want to do the little ones because pride is an issue. You know, God is working out in my life. So I wanted the big ones. Well, I could do it while I was there, but later I was so sore, I couldn't even carry my own purse. And that's what we do. When we get in trouble, we reach for relationships that can't carry the weight, and then they drop us, and then we're hurt. And that is not the will of God for you and I. So exactly. we have to work on relationships now so that when, when you need it, that muscle is strong and it will carry you. Yeah. That yeah. relationship yeah. will. So good for you for being here. That's,
0: that's so good. You see, sometimes we're expecting and we want God to do miracles to fix our
1: yeah. marriages.
0: Yeah. Yeah. God, I'm just asking for a miracle. Just please slap the taste out of his mouth so I don't get arrested doing it. That's not, that's not God's plan. You understand. But, but it's just, we, we want miracles. We want God to do that. We, we want God. But, but and here's, what, here's what I found. God, nowhere in the word does he fix relationships. God doesn't. We're not machines that can just have a part replaced. We're not fixed. The way it gets better is you and I grow. Right. Better relationships require growth, not fixing. And as long as I'm open to Him changing me, which takes humility and repentance and love and trust and working it out, as long as I'm into growing, then we can do something here because your marriage, your friendships... A husband wife kids to parents it only gets better as we grow and we become better people then our relationships are built and our stronger foundations because of that
1: that's right and we cannot grow spiritually without growing emotionally impossible God when we grow in God all of me grows my physical with spirit soul and body we don't get to grow like love-sided well that's not attractive and god was not a part of that you know what i'm saying when we grow spiritually it demands a growth emotionally that is why we can all we've all seen it with somebody we think somebody's so and then they do something you go i'm i'm so shocked i thought that they were so and i don't want to be a pretender anymore i don't know about you but i used to be a pretender you know what i mean that's a nicer word for a liar you know what i'm saying it's just I was a liar because I pretended that I was better. My, my image was better than my, the real me. And we live in a society that we're so enamored with the fantasy of life, with our social media and our feed. And I remember getting to a place that I wanted my real life to be better than my public life. I wanted when That's people real. got closer to see, yeah. man, it's better than what I thought. Yeah. And I wanted to be able to say for real, not pretend, but for real, my life Is better than any fairy tale, any movie, any chick flick, and I like them chick flicks. But my life, my real life, is better than any of that. And that is what God has for us. That is the abundant life that God has for us. It's also in our emotional life.
0: We need a Hallmark Channel relationship as well. Amen. Yeah, I know, I know, right? Exactly. So let, let's, let's talk a little bit tonight about this because we we're talking marriages as well. I want, we, we want to lean in on something. We want, we want to talk to everybody. But, man, if we can touch on this, especially related to, to, to marriages in this, or, or if you're up and coming in this, just take these keys into your heart because I think these are things we can always learn here and apply there. The power, the importance of romance in our relationships. Yeah.
1: I thought you'd be excited. See, they romance. don't know what to do with yeah, church. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Where they're going to go? I, okay, newlywed over here is clapping right, exactly, really hard. Exactly.
0: I, I want to kind of demystify it, and I, I want to talk about how it happens and, 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 and the purpose that it serves. It's, it's really important that we, that we look this way because, you see, romance is fuel. It's not foundation.
1: Right, right.
0: If if, if we decide to say, I do, based on the, the butterflies and the rainbows and the unicorns that are running by, if that's what is really, man, this is amazing. Okay, that's good, and we need to have that. If your palms are not sweaty when you get married, okay, this is not working. She needs to make you sweat, brothers, do you understand? Like a paw on the ground, like, look what the Lord did. You need to have that.
1: Yes, that means,
0: ha, 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 look what listen. the Lord has done. Right? I mean, hey,
1: yeah, we, we ladies want our palms sweaty too. Hello, so, ladies, don't leave me hanging. We want our palms sweaty too. You, that has to be a part of the story. That doesn't need to be your whole story, but that is an ingredient of your story. So, so,
0: so, so, romance is is a feeling that drives us, but but love is the action that builds us. Right. And this love strong, that's why I love that. I mean, you know, when you said your wedding vows that day, remember when you, remember, remember when you repeated, the, repeated those vows? Some of y'all are afraid to say them again. It's okay. You, in fact, it's good to repeat those every now and then. I, Scott, take thee, sins to be my wedded wife, to having to hold from this day forward for better, for worse, for rich and richer <laughs> in sickness. Those are my vows. In sickness and in health, to love, honor, and cherish. So long as we both shall live. Forsaking all others. That too. Forsaking all others. So long as we both shall live. Those those vows man. Do you notice what I did not say? I didn't tell her how I felt. Right. I told her what I promised I would do. It was, I'm declaring my decision to you for the rest of my life. Whether I feel it or whether I don't. Feelings were never the qualifying factor to the commitment and the covenant that we just signed up for. I chose to do this for the rest—that's the foundation. And then when the butterflies and the, and the hot flashes come on, then that's all good. When you get to add all that to it, it's fuel. It's not foundational. It's critical that we looked at that. So we, we went to Hawaii a little while back for her fiftieth birthday. I surprised her. We went to Hawaii, and, but and not
1: that fifty was not important.
0: Well, okay, but anyway, it's a. <laughs> see, I'm already losing points. that gone. It. I'll be repenting for that when we get in the car to go home tonight. But, but because uh, because she's older than me, I married a cougar. Yes, I did. That's kind of how it rolls. So. Anyway, um,
1: just a few months, people, just a few months, and I look cuter. Thank but, you.
0: But every day counts. That's all I got to say. But when we got there, you know, you, you get to Hawaii, and you, you, many of you have been there so many times, but, but for us, it was our, our first real trip there, and, and, and the people are so excited to tell you about the island and, and the culture, and we love all of that, and they threw, a, threw the lay around our neck, you know, and they began to tell us something. They said, Hawaii, the, the word aloha. As much as it means hello, it also means love. I didn't know this, all right? I didn't know this. It actually means love. And here's what's interesting. They said when two are together and they're sharing that, it literally means this. Come here. It means this. It means that we're going to share each other's breath. It's that when you... I'm going to exhale, you're going to inhale, with breath mints in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to, I, I will exhale, you'll inhale, you'll exhale, I'll inhale. We're going to breathe each other. It's, it's, it's the, turn to the one that you love and just tell them, aloha. That's all you got to tell them, huh? aloha. <laughs> we, want to, we want to talk about that. Tonight. Now, 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 again, let me just let's talk to the singles for just a second. We can build a date on romance. We can build a date on romance, but not a lifetime on romance. Uh, you, you can't measure commitment, biceps, legs and lashes, you understand, that? that's all nice, work on that, but you can't measure the commitment until you've had a good fight until you've had some disappointment yeah. you don't know what the commitment level is inside that relationship and and the romance is good, but we've got to work through those times as well, that's yeah.
1: It, and a sidebar to singles, you know, every time we, we meet with somebody that <laughs> is dating they're going serious, they want to meet with us, they're going to engage. we say, tell me about your fight like that really good, juicy fight you almost broke up didn't talk for days oh no we don't have those because he's perfect he completes me (laughs) let me tell you something and i'm not saying that you have to you need to learn how to fight but until you fight you don't have a real relationship People that don't argue, and now with boundaries, I'm not talking calling each other names, disrespecting. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about speaking up and being honest. Because when people are not disagreeing, that means somebody's getting their way all the time. And somebody's being stepped on. That means somebody's taking advantage of somebody and somebody is taking it. And the problem with that is that every human being was created for dominion. Maybe not today, not tomorrow, but that person that is taking it and taking it and taking it, one day they're gonna wake up. Yeah. And they're gonna go.
0: Yeah. Go, just Google Lorena Bobbitt, but it just, um, it just, it's just—it's just—you just never know.
1: No, I am just, say just never know.
0: All, all, all we're saying is, conflict is healthy in your relationships. Share how you feel in a proper way. It's all good because it takes two to be. Well, I, we shouldn't have said that because we're not at Free Life, but I, I feel like I, I'm at I home tonight, so here we go. I know, I know, I know. So let, let's go here. Do you know that the Bible shows, tells us, takes all the guesswork out what the number one desire of a man is Yeah. and the number one desire of a woman, the Bible pulls the curtain back and reveals it all. Stop guessing. Men are not different. Women, are not different. no, it's it's not all individual. God said, "Let me take it all away." Here's a man's number one desire. Here's a woman's number one desire, and it comes out of Ephesians chapter five, verse thirty-three. It says this: Husbands, love your wives, and wives, see that you reverence your husbands. Right now, this is after submit to each other, I love as Christ loved the church, and gave himself for it. that. that oh, that's great. So. Husbands, love, wives, reverence. And let, me, let me put this in, in, in simple terms. Husbands, your wife's number one desire, and that word love is very broad, but let me tell you what it It's security. Right. Secure this home that it's you and me against the world. Yeah, we can go through whatever but nothing will ever break us apart come hell or a high water we'll pray, we'll cry we'll repent, we'll apologize we'll we'll have makeup sex we're going to do everything but we're coming through these things we're not quitting, we're not bailing we're going to come through it there's not anyone going to step inside this there's no hidden emails going on over here there's no one from old high school that. it's just you and me against the world when a man secures a wife There's a woman that comes out of her that nobody has ever seen come out of her.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: A Mm -hmm. secured woman. Yeah. Insecurity in wives is because we men might not be doing our job right. Because the law of first mention says this, gentlemen, we are first to give security. And in response to that security, she starts celebrating and respecting and reverencing and honoring the man. A man's number one desire is to be respected.
1: I want to be respected so I, I not do. sex
0: no you know what's interesting because a lot of folks think a man just man if they just want sex he just wants sex 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 right okay and we're not opposed to sex okay but i'm here's what i'm saying <laughs> a man reads that different right if i could just talk just real open with with couples here tonight what's going on here is when a woman gives herself to her husband who is engaged in that intimacy a man feels more desired, and desire for a man is respect. We read desire as respect. You want me? <laughs> I'm the man. And that, that's exactly, we, we roll that way. That, that's how we feel. That's why men, they'll chase contracts in order to be respected. I'm the man. Look at what I just got. That's why we still have our trophies from T-Ball at six years old somewhere up in the, in the, uh, in the attic because respect A man wants to be respected with your words, with your action, your affection. So watch this. When a man secures a secure woman, she gives respect. When she gives respect, the man wants to give more security. When she's secure, she gives more respect. Now we have a cycle flowing in our home of securing and respecting and securing and honoring and securing. And it just begins to go, we're not competing. We're completing each other now in a whole new way. There's nothing like that reality in the world. Nothing are you you, you, yeah, you
1: go you go so good. Yeah go ahead honey.
0: It's because I'm still working on these things right now. I'm talking to me as much as anybody else because we've got to keep working these things. And as we do this, this now begins to build and breed right. into the fiber of our being. This idea of when we start talking husbands and wife, this romance. The romance of connecting hearts. The romance ladies, you, you want him to wash the dishes? Celebrate the last time he did it. Every dude returns to a place of celebration. Dude, look at your hands—it's like dishwashing. Well, my wife likes it when I wash the dishes. She kind of claps for me. I'm washing dishes every night now because you, the man, Hercules, Hercules. She just—she's screaming for me, right? Like what? We go back to places of celebration. It's this simple, ladies and gentlemen, but it's that difficult as well. Yeah. Because it's this selflessness that brings that brings this on. So the Bible and, isn't afraid of romance.
1: Right. And it is important that we speak about romance because we have found in the church, you know, God created this incredible thing. Romance he got created everything that is good, God created it. The enemy came and perverted. He's never done anything. The enemy has no power yeah. but to take God's creation and flip it and pervert <laughs> it. That's all the only thing He's ever done with everything and anything is the only thing. And in the church, we a lot of couples they love God, but they're living like roommates. And you can't have all the responsibility of the marriage without the benefits of the marriage without having frustration that will frustrate you and then there is no there is no buffer there's no you know come on ladies you know when he's like grouchy about everything just stop and think oops it's been a minute okay no tonight listen he changes everything
0: yes it does yes it does yes it does you
1: know it's true it's true and and I remember when I was young like the newlyweds over here it's like Oh, we will never have that problem. You know, I thought we would walk in the door and like shoo, everything comes off. <laughs> and then there's life. And you <laughs> got to go to work. And there's always tomorrow. Right. And tomorrow night. <laughs> I'm so tired. And then the kids come. Okay, a little later. Okay, and after the bath. And then you fall asleep putting them to sleep. And you don't mean to. And then you wake up and it's been too long. Right. And now nobody wants to talk about it. So we're gonna help you. We're gonna talk about it, so that way you don't feel weird. And then, like, hey, you're welcome.
0: So, let's talk about five keys to igniting romance, just real quick. We're gonna run, so you might want to jot these down, get these, some, put them in your phone, so you can play these out. Five keys to igniting the romance. All right. Number one, study your spouse. Yes. Study them. Like, like, what do they like? Mm. And go get it. I mean, you're watching TV. You're going to go get some ice cream. You know she loves Coke Zero, and there's one in the refrigerator. Honey, can I get you a Coke Zero with some crushed ice on that way? Can I, can I serve you tonight? You know what she likes. <laughs> it's important that we, that we study. We should know each other better by now. Yeah. How do, they, how do they like their food? Could you order for them at a restaurant? You see, the things that you study, in fact, it's interesting. In, in Judaism, study is the highest form of worship. Wow. Whatever you give your mind to, embracing and becoming better at, the thing that fills my mind and the thoughts that, that I embrace and I give my attention and my time to, whatever I lean into, that when I, especially when we're talking to God. But when we begin to study our spouse and we open our mind to embracing, well, how can I better serve this one, which is going into number two, mm-hmm. after you study your spouse, serve that yeah. spouse. Serve them. Isn't you know how easy, that how easy it is to serve others
1: yes. but not the ones we love? Yeah, yeah.
0: We will sacrifice for people at the office. We'll run and get coffee for them. And, hey, I'm going to run down there. Let me pick this up. Oh, I'll get that. And we clean up messes for everybody. But when we get home, clean up your own mess. My God, you made it. It's amazing how short-tempered things can be.
1: And- and for me, I mean, this is something that Holy Spirit really convicted me years ago because especially in the church world, you know, where we have a serving mentality, you have a healthy church. I know many of you serve in, in different, and we always have such a great attitude for everyone else. And I will be, like I was talking before, you know, so tired, really, if you, no, I'm too tired. But my girlfriend will call with a problem or somebody will call. Men, I will wake up and I will be for hours, you know, talking them down the line, you know what I'm saying, talking them out or... Okay, I'll meet you right now at uh, Starbucks. I will go right there, and energy will come, and I will go save the day. And the Holy Spirit convicted me because I would be so quick to go save the day for somebody else. But I was too tired just to listen to my husband or to spend time with my husband or to serve my husband, yeah. who had had a long day, and all he wanted was to spend time with his wife because, after all, I am the only source of sexual, sexual satisfaction for him let me tell you, ladies, that is something that hit me between the (laughs) eyes. And I love my husband, and I love God. But I was going, and I thank God that I listened to the Holy Spirit and to the mentors that were speaking into my life. Because so that, we're going to celebrate 25 years. It's not been perfect, but it's been pretty darn good.
0: You know what I'm saying? saying?
1: But ladies, I'm going to tell you, you got, and I, when I realized I am the only source of sexual satisfaction for my husband there is no one else ever because they will die and I will go to jail and jail's hard I can't suffer so you know I don't know how to suffer I can't do that so I am the only source when you think about it and ladies let me, I'm, I'm telling you because I'm you. And we have this idea that like, oh, out in the world, yeah, they're probably you. They're getting it on. And here in the church, we're good girls. We don't enjoy it. You. That's not true. God created it for you. Shame on us if we let somebody else to enjoy it more. Our daddy, that's a gift from our father. Enjoy it.
0: Thank you. Amen. No, amen. Seriously. This, this, it's,
1: it's, no, I, I mean, I just... Listen, I know what it is to think something is broken inside of me and nobody's talking about it. And I remember if I ever get the opportunity, I want to talk about it because I remember being a young wife sitting there thinking, I prayed about it, I fasted about it, and and God was like, yeah, that's good. Get up and do about it.
0: That's what I'm saying. Just do something about it, right? This is so true. No, but the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians, he says, a husband and wife's coming together helps each other flee, break, fornication. Yeah. In other words, those wonderful evenings of intimacy and romance are nothing but spiritual warfare. So go just beat up on the devil a little bit is all I'm saying, but, but in those moments, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. the Bible gives full reign, enjoy yourself.
1: Yeah. What's my
0: name, who's your daddy? Enjoy yourself. Too far. The, I don't want any helmet of shout salvation or shield so of faith in there. Bring the Victoria's Secret up in the house. Lock the doors. Hey, and let's enjoy what God blessed us. Somebody shout, Amen. amen. That's the best Amen I've had in a long time. We got to keep going. So you study your spouse. You serve your spouse. Number three, laugh with your spouse. Yes. Laugh together. Laugh together laugh together get by one ice cream cone and fight over it laugh together <laughs> break the rules in your house stop living so tight like it's the military no tear the stripes off the shoulder there's no there's no sergeant in the place have fun together yeah. man we gotta laugh in our homes again yeah. so study study your spouse serve your spouse laugh with your spouse number four plan a celebration together yeah. you know what happens when you plan together you become a team yeah. You start working towards something together. Yeah. You give something to mutually celebrate over. We're going to save this much money by this time next year. Bam, here we go. I got an extra 20 bucks. Put it towards that. Now we're, we're a team again. We're working together in things. Going to take a vacation. When? Where? Bam. Put it on the refrigerator. Here we go. Start working towards something together. Become a team again,
1: and a celebration doesn't have to be huge. I listen. There's different levels. I remember some of the best times was when we uh, Scott would like plan like a picnic. Well, I'm not an outside girl because my hair is allergic to moisture. <laughs> Do I have any ethnic hair people in the house? You know what I'm saying? It's curly, but I pretend <laughs> like it's straight. You know what I'm saying? So I can be outside for a long period of time. So let's talk inside afterwards. Don't talk outside to me because I'm going to run to the car. So why, I, he did a picnic. So he did it inside. So he, he got the robes, like the camping stuff. What is it, a tent or something? With the robe, you know, that stuff that you get under it. You get under it. And he had like, like I'm not an outside person. He got food and everything, and in the middle was a TV, and we ordered a movie, and that was that took like five dollars. Don't allow your finances to determine what you can't plan and not plan for a day. That's right. That's a cop out. That's good. That's a total cop out. Do a stay at home and take a bath or something. Hey, Do man, something hey, fun. Man.
0: Key number five to igniting the romance number one is Steady. study, number two is. Steady. Serve. Serve. Number three is laugh. laugh. Number four is plan. plan a celebration. Number five, speak life over your spouse. Yes. You may be the only one to affirm who they are. Yeah. In fact, if anyone else is affirming her more than I am, I'm a failure. She should want to be with me because she's never felt more secure and confident and strong and protected in her entire life than when she's with her husband. Her attitude ought to be, if I can just make it home, everything's going to be all right. Speak life. You're beautiful. You're so talented. God's God's hand is on your life. Our best days are ahead of us. I'm working on me. I'm, I'm going to get better at this thing. I promise. I'm asking God to help me be a better husband because you deserve more. And I'm doing everything I can to give you what you deserve. I see God blessing and I'm watching what he's doing in you. And you've come so far. What an amazing mom you are. The way you take care of the kids and you keep the house going and serving in the church. You love people. You're compassionate. You take time for people. Call out those things.
1: Specific.
0: Use your words to pour life. I'll just be very, very frank with you. We're going to wrap it up right here. There have been times that I've been speaking life over my wife, and she broke down in tears, weeping. Not because my words were amazing or poetic, but it just so happened that God used my words to help heal a piece and a part of her heart that day. Because you don't know what's trying to attack her mind, her spirit. Ladies, same with a man. You don't know what's trying to attack him, what's coming after him. And your words, God anoints your words. And your words go straight to the area of that heart where they're hurting the most. And God begins to heal and put things together. And he uses us to do it together. I want to wrap it up with this tonight. I, man, we've so enjoyed being with you. I, I hope something in this has, has clicked with you. But Matthew chapter 6, verse 21 is a powerful verse. And we all know this. And we usually quote this when it's time to give in the offering. But it's so much bigger than this. It says this. Wherever your treasure is, that's where your desires of your heart will be also. Wherever your treasure is. It's time for us to start pouring our treasure into our spouse. You don't love or think about your spouse the way you used to things are kind of getting cold kind of getting old reinvest and whatever you invest in the stock market you'll start watching that stock market every single day right it's, true. it's crazy whatever you invest your heart in is what you you buy a business you're going to be going with that business how's it doing how's the business How Are we doing? You, you, it's natural when you invest in your spouse when you pour yourself in all of a sudden your heart's more attached it's one of the most powerful keys to our life ever Whatever you invest your heart in, that's what's going to own you. Ladies and gentlemen, let's pour ourselves in again and watch love get stronger and stronger. This concludes the teaching. If you'd like to support what God is doing here at City of Life, click on the Give button at www.col.tv or text a dollar amount to the number
1: 855-997-6900. We hope you'll join us again.